0: Let's have a word of prayer as we uh, begin today. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be here. We thank you for a beautiful morning, that we can come and sing praises and study your word together. And and Lord, it's all about you. And Lord, as we uh, open our hearts for you today, I just pray that your scripture speaks to us and that we can just recognize a little bit more of how, uh, how much you love us. And Lord, we just pray for those who are not feeling well. And uh, this past week, we've had several that... Um, are recovering from different illnesses and issues, and and we just lift them up to you today. We we pray even for uh, Ray Anderson in the rehab that uh, all goes well. He keeps making improvements, and for Frances as she has some tests tomorrow, that you'll be with her, and, and Lord, just some of the others that are recovering. And Lord, we just give you this time, and I just thank you for your word today, and this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Have you ever blown it? I mean, we've probably all been down that road probably a time or two. Um, Maybe we've said things that were just not very nice. And we've probably also done things that have cut people down. And so we've not only done bad things, we've also erred by not doing the good that we know we we should be doing. So we have broken promises, we have hurtful comments, We have a lack of action, and if you put those all together or we live it in our lives, it can be very devastating. And a lot of times you might feel like we can just beat ourselves up over all the sins and mistakes that we've made. You ever felt that way? Now that's the one side of the coin. On the other side is our reaction to hurt of what maybe others have said. But if you think about it, we can be really unforgiving people. We can become bitter, we can become angry. And when we are bitten, we can often bite back pretty well, right? So you ever been there? You ever been on either side? Maybe you're there right now. Maybe you've made some piercing comments or you've hurt someone in some way or maybe you've been hurt and you're saying forgiveness is not in the cards. I am not going to forgive them. You're not going to forgive others and you might not. You might be at the point where you're saying I'm not going to forgive myself. Forgiveness, grace, reconciliation... is not on your menu at the restaurant right now. Maybe that's how you're feeling. So that's what we're going to talk about today as we continue talking about God's tremendous gift of grace. And so I want to look at one Bible character. We're going to glance at what he did, what was offered to him, and who he became. And so... As as Jesus was approaching his death on his earthly ministry, he's talking to the disciples and to the people around him. And ultimately, Jesus was betrayed and he was arrested. The disciples all scattered. They deserted him. Except for John. He hung around a little bit. So not only did the disciples flee... But Peter goes one step further and he denies Christ. Now Jesus had told Peter that he was going to do that. He was going to deny Him. And do you remember Peter's response? He's like, no way. I'm never going to deny you. He says, I will fight to the end, but I will never deny you. And so while Jesus was being interrogated, Three times, Peter was asked the question, Are you with Jesus? Are you with this man? And each time, Peter's reaction was, "Uh, Nope, don't know the guy. Must have the wrong person. Don't know who he is. And understandably, Peter was afraid. But if you think about it, he had told Jesus that he would never deny him. And now he's done it three times. Peter would remember what Jesus said. I mean, if you look at Matthew 10, starting with verse 32, it says, Whoever acknowledges Me before others, I will also acknowledge before My Father in Heaven. But whoever disowns Me before others, I will disown before My Father in Heaven. That's just exactly what Peter just did. He denied knowing Jesus not once, but three times in just a little, small period of time And think about it, all the while, Jesus could probably see Peter. So have you ever felt like you've blown it like Peter? I mean, in in whatever way you did, you feel like there's no returning from what I did. You can't go back. You might feel, I can't be forgiven. In fact, you might be the first to say about your But what happened is, I shouldn't be forgiven. You might look at it and say, life will never be the same again. I've done it now. I've gone too far. I'm not going to be able to recover from this one. I'm going to have to carry this shame for the rest of my life. Because God can't use me now. I think in some respects that's how Peter was feeling. Kind of a dismal time, right? Now let's fast forward a little bit to the resurrection. The women go to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body. When they arrive, the stone's been removed and He's no longer there. It's also known as Easter. Resurrection Sunday we get all excited but when the women are there they meet an angel who tells the women that Jesus wasn't there that he had risen but here's what's exciting if you go to Mark 16 7 this is kind of our key verse this morning it says but go tell his disciples and Peter he is going ahead of you into Galilee there you will see him just as he told you now that's a very simple statement a very we, we miss this statement many many times but it's so important. Now think about it. All the. Peter's rejection, however, was public, a lot more obvious. And I can imagine Peter beating himself up over what he did. He's probably saying, I can never serve God again. I've messed it up. He's probably thinking, I can never be included again in anything. He's thinking, this is always going to be on my resume. It's always going to be on my Facebook page. All my, my Twitter accounts and Snapchat, it's all on there. I'll never be able to do again. I'm a loser. Plus, how could he show his face to the other disciples after what he did to Jesus? For many of us, that would be the end of the story. But not in this story. Because Peter's story is a story of grace. Peter received something that he did not deserve. He received unmerited favor. Not just forgiveness, but restoration. And we might even say, Peter got a promotion. Now, It's not easy, just in normal life, to get a promotion. Most people just don't, you know, don't do that. The angels told those women to inform His disciples and Peter that Jesus is in Galilee. And so it's kind of an amazing story. Peter denies Jesus, walks out on his leader, Turns his back on Jesus, denies he even knows him, yet in the end, Peter's forgiven. He's restored, and he also becomes a great leader in the church. Now, after the re- resurrection, fast forward a little bit more to Pentecost, Peter's preaching, and over 3,000 people believed in Jesus. We know Peter was used in healing ministry. God spoke to him in dreams and visions. He was in prison. He's miraculously set free. When he walks the streets, people tried to be in his shadow believing that somehow his shadow would pass over him and he'd be healed. But when you read about Peter in the book of Acts and in his two books, you know the two books he wrote, right? 1 Peter and 2 Peter. You guys did well. Peter seems really confident. He's not bashful. He's not overcome with grief. And then he tells his readers to be holy just as God is holy. Then he speaks about suffering and being persecuted in the name of Jesus. He speaks about being an overcomer. And I believe that Peter was so powerful because he had an amazing faith in who Jesus really was that even though his humanness came through sometimes, especially when he denied Jesus, he still was forgiven. Now look at Matthew chapter 16. Starting with verse 13, Jesus was with the disciples. But can you picture Peter answering this question that Jesus asks? And he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter got it. He understood what was going on. Even though many times he was brash when he spoke, sometimes he spoke too soon. He wasn't real good about walking on the water for a long time. He attacked a Roman soldier that was kind of impulsive, chopping off his ear. But in spite of all of his faults, Peter knew who Jesus was. Jesus was in Peter's heart, mind, spirit, and body. And then Jesus proclaims that he's going to build his church upon Peter. Jesus knew the plan. He knew that Peter would reject Him. But in spite of that, the church, the kingdom would start with Peter being the leader. It was a restoring power of the grace of God which brought healing to Peter who needed it so much in his life. So no matter how far you've fallen, no matter what you've done or what you've not done, No matter how many times you've messed up. And if we're going to be honest, I mess up quite often. No matter how many times we have sinned and we have fallen short of God's glory. Here's the power part. You are never too far down to be picked up and cleaned up and given a new start. Isn't that exciting? Let should put a smile on our face. We should put the camera over here so everyone can see their smiling face. You might feel like your sins have excluded you from any hope of having a good life, of being a success. But the restoring power of Jesus changes all of that. God is the God of second chances, of third chances, of fourth chances, 120 first chances. His love knows no ends. God is not bound by time and limits that we place. And then the amazing beauty and grace of this all is God is also a God of the forgotten past. I mean, there's quite a few Scriptures here, and I'm going to read them. I think we got the references on here. But these are ones you ought to jot down if you're having a rough go. You need to remember these passages. Hebrews 8.12, this is what God says, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Hebrews 10.17, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Isaiah 43:25, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my sake and remembers your sins no more. Micah 7:19, "You will again have compassion on us, You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Psalm 103:12, As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Jeremiah 31:34, "For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Those are powerful passages. So if you failed, if you've messed up, if you've dealt with your imperfections, you can experience the same kind of restoration that Peter has. You can experience the grace and mercy of God It says He remembers our sins no more. I can't always remember your sins no more. I can't cause myself to forget. Neither can you. But somehow God does. He no longer remembers our sinfulness, our failures, our mess-ups, our bitterness, the self-hatred that we might have. God takes it all upon Himself and that's the amazing power and beauty of God. So how do you get there? If your life has collapsed in failure, if you feel like you've disappointed yourself or you've been a disappointment to other people, if you're struggling with guilt and you're struggling with the inability to let go of what went wrong yesterday, how do you experience the restoring power of God? Well, I have a couple of suggestions. And they're pretty easy ones. In conclusion, does that help? perk up your ears ready Ready for that keep the door open for reconciliation with God because God's not done with you he has great plans for you sin is very ugly very destructive there's going to be consequences for sins but your sins will never have more power than God's grace so this is going to sound overly simple but if you know me, I'm pretty simple. Especially simple-minded. So it's not rocket science. First thing we got to do is pray. Pray, pray, pray. Then pray some more. And realize God has great plans for you and sometimes we need to just talk to God. Just talk to Him. Share your struggles. Share your pain. Share what you're going through. Tell Him the good and the bad. It's not like it's a shock to Him. He already knows it. He just wants you to admit it and allow Him to help you deal with it. So don't discount the power of prayer. And you know what? You don't have to do a certain... certain prayer you don't have to be long-winded in your prayer you don't have to be in a certain position and stand on your head and do all these things you don't have to do that short quick prayers are just as effective as long-winded prayers many times so pray and this next one's really profound getting god's word read the bible have you ever been reading and something just jumps off the page? I'll be reading and it's like, this is a passage I've always read, I know this, and all of a sudden something jumps at me and goes, wow, I never, I never thought about that before. So don't give up reading and learning about who God is calling you to be. And i got one more suggestion. Don't neglect getting together with people who believe. It's so important in the world which we live, where it seems like anything goes. And sometimes we lose some of our hope and power because we have left the church. Surround yourself with people who will love and care for you. I mean, look around. This is a loving group of people. They even smiled once. It was a few minutes ago, but they did smile. If you want to be restored by the grace of God, open your heart up to the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to come in and just fill you with His presence, with His power, so that you can live the life that God has called you to live. The guilt, the failure, the shame, all these things can be washed away by God's tremendous grace and His incredible mercy. God is not the God of the forgotten past. He's a God of a brand new day. Not just a miserable day filled with the same old failures, same old defeats, but He's a God of a new day. A day of restoration. A day of victory. And a day of power. And it can be each one of ours. So if you've fallen, if your life isn't where it once was or where you want it to be, realize God can help you be restored by the power of Him. And if you're tempted to give up on yourself, don't give up on Him. Keep the door open. Let Him come in. Into your life with His mercy and grace. Keep God's light alive in your life. Let God do His thing. Don't try to control God. Just allow God to fill you with His love and His power and His grace and His mercy. Basically, we come to God with empty hands and an open heart. So be ready to receive the abundant blessings of God. Because we all have a neediness inside. Come to God, all you who are weak and heavy laden. And He says, I will give you rest allow his power to fill you and flow into you basically bathe in it god loves you so much so don't beat yourselves don't beat yourself up by the things that you've done be forgiven by the power of god let's pray heavenly father we thank you for your word we thank you for this message from Peter, just a true life example of of what Peter went through and how he went from just uh, denying you and the shame that he was feeling into being powerfully used by you. And Lord, I thank you that you care deeply about each one of us and you want the same thing for us. And so Lord, I just pray for all of us here that we can just lay all of that junk, get it off of us, and we just lay it at your feet knowing that you've got big plans for each one of us, and you want to do a tremendous work and give us the power that we need. And so, Lord, I just pray, even if there's someone here that has never given their life to you, I just pray, even where they're sitting, they will ask you into their heart and life. And, Lord, we just rejoice and thank you for caring so much for us. And we thank you for that restoring grace that you offer to each one of us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.